My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm in a very ancient cave in Bethlehem. This is one of the caves which was used by shepherds who lived in the fields here and watched over flocks at night. It's possible, we don't know for sure, that the shepherds could have lived in this very cave. These caves are all around the city of Bethlehem. And the Bible tells us the angel of the Lord appeared to those shepherds the night that Jesus was born. Listen to what the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night, verse 9, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And listen to what the angel said in verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign to you, you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying. The Bible says a multitude of the heavenly host. It is an innumerable company of angels. But that word host is a military word. Interesting. These were the armies of heaven that came to the birth of Jesus. Why did the armies of heaven come to the birth of Jesus? Because their commander had been born. And they came out of reverence. They came out of respect because the king of kings, the greatest warrior that ever lived, their commander had been born in Bethlehem. And there's another amazing fact. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 3, that when Jesus was born, God was seen of men. It was the first time angels had ever seen the face of God. Previous to that, they were never allowed to look into the face of God. But when Jesus was born, for the first time, they could look into the face of God himself. And all the angels came, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, all the armies of heaven came to salute their commander when he was born and they seized the opportunity to look into the face of God for the first time. The Christmas story is just remarkable. This is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and as I told you in the introduction, today we're going to be talking about Christmas, the rest of the story. Don't miss one of the programs this week. They're going to be packed full. But I want to welcome Mr. Joel Renner to the program. Hi, Dad. It's good to be with you. Joel is my youngest son. Joel oversees, really, Rick Renner Ministries and doing such a great job. Son, thank you for being with me. Thank you, and thank you for sharing about the Christmas story. What have you gotten out of this? I really have realized that the Christmas story is really about the cross. It's not about a baby that was born, it's about salvation. And it's wonderful to hear all the details you shared about the Christmas story. Thank you, son. Yes, sir. You know, I heard the same story year after year after year. And one day I said, you know, there's gotta be more to this story. It's the world's most wonderful story, but there has to be more to the story. So I began to really dig into the Greek of the New Testament, that's my specialty. And I began to really dig into the history around the Christmas story and begin to extract things that just illuminated me and thrilled my heart. And that's what I'm sharing with you 
in this series. And Joel, I'm glad that you're here with me. Thank you. By the way, if you want the whole series, it's called Christmas, the rest of the story. It comes in 15 parts, multiple formats, and it comes with a study guide that is over a hundred pages of information. And if you're wanting to share this wonderful story with your children or your grandchildren or just with a friend, I can't think of a better way to do it. They can listen to the series or you can sit down and go through the study notes with them. You can open up all these details to somebody that you love. We're also offering you right now sparkling gems from the Greek number one and number two. These are my daily devotionals. There's a lot of great devotionals, but these really are in a category by themselves because they're based on the Greek language of the New Testament, and that's why they're called Sparkling Gems from the Greek. The subtitle says, 365 Greek word studies for every day of the year to sharpen your understanding of God's word. But there's 365 devotionals, but in those 365 devotionals in volume one, there are 1,000 Greek word studies. That is a lot. In volume two, an additional 1,000 Greek word studies. Now, you're not going to sit down and read this whole book in one setting, but you're not supposed to. It's a daily devotional. You just read a little bit every day, and by the time that you go through your devotional, you'll be a different person. The Word of God will transform you. These books will really take you somewhere new in your love for the Bible. And by the way, we're believing for a revival of the Bible. This is a great way for you to have a revival of the Bible in your own personal life. Order your copies today. And... For those who become partners with our ministry, we always have sent them this book and we're going to send it to anybody who becomes a partner today, a copy of my book called Life in the Combat Zone. Somebody may say, well, what's a partner? That's someone who financially supports the program to help us take this teaching to people that are really hungry for the Word of God. Everybody doesn't have access to teaching of the Bible, even people in America. Sometimes they can't find a church where they really get verse by verse teaching of the Bible. But Proverbs 10, 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And we believe it is our duty, it's our God-given task to bring this kind of teaching that people can trust to those that are really hungry for the Bible. And when you partner with us, you help us to do this. And I want to say thank you so much. But we want to send you a copy of my book, Life in the Combat Zone, and Denise's book called the gift of forgiveness. But I hope you have your Bible. I have mine. Do you have your Bible, Joel? I have mine right here. All right. Today we're going to return to the Christmas story and we're going to go to Luke chapter 2. And today our subject is, what is a multitude of a heavenly host? What is a multitude of a heavenly host? Let's begin in Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Verse 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Verse 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Verse 12. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel. Now notice this, Joel. In all of these verses so far, it's one angel doing all the talking. Just one angel. It says in verse 9, the angel of the Lord. Verse 10, the angel said. When you come to verse 13, suddenly there was with the angel. So it's just one angel doing all the talking. But then when you get to verse 13, suddenly there was with the angel 
a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying. What does that mean, a multitude of the heavenly hosts? And what were they saying? Verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men, a verse that everybody quotes, but they quote it wrongly because the Greek actually says something different. But let's begin today in verse 8. And in verse 8, we're going to review a little bit of what we covered in the last program. When you come to verse 8, Luke writes, And there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. These were specific shepherds, and the field was not just any field. This was called the shepherd's field. And today, if you visit Bethlehem in Israel, you can still visit the shepherd's field. The shepherd's field was in Bethlehem, which was not too far from the city of Jerusalem. And in the shepherd's field, there were special shepherds who watched over the sacrificial lambs that were going to be offered in sacrifice in the temple. So these were not just random sheep or random shepherds. These were specific sheep. These were holy sheep. These were the sheep that were being raised to be offered in sacrifice for sin in the temple. And these shepherds had been given a very serious responsibility to watch over sacrificial lambs. Isn't that amazing? And the Bible says they were keeping watch. When you read this in the Greek tense, the Greek, it's very interesting. It says they were keeping, keeping, guarding, guarding. It means their job was to all the time be hovering over these sacrificial lambs. It could be literally translated guarding and guarding, constantly guarding. These were serious shepherds who had been assigned a very serious task. And verse 9 says, and lo, the word lo in Greek is the word edu, which always carries the idea of shock, astonishment, amazement. This tells us, first off, these shepherds were not expecting this encounter. And lo, it took them off guard, it bewildered them, it astonished them. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord came upon them came upon them is the Greek word ephistomy, which describes a sudden and surprising, glorious appearance. Lo, behold, this totally shocked them. And the Bible says the glory of the Lord. What does that mean, the glory of the Lord? The word glory is the Greek word doxas. The word doxas describes glory. It describes the manifestation of God's presence, God's splendorous presence, or the weighty presence of God. So imagine, these shepherds are in the shepherd's field outside of Bethlehem, not far from Jerusalem, watching over sacrificial lambs. This was their duty. These were precious, holy lambs to be offered for the sacrifice of sins in the temple. And suddenly, taking them completely off guard and by surprise, a splendorous light suddenly began to dazzle all around them. And the Bible says it was the glory of the Lord. Because it is the word glory, the Greek word doxos, we know it wasn't just splendorous, it wasn't just dazzling, but it was heavy. If you've ever been in church when suddenly the heavy presence of God comes, you know what that is like. And suddenly, these shepherds felt a heavy presence of God. The glory of God appeared, and when it appeared, they were nearly subdued by the heavy presence of God. And what is even more interesting is the Bible says it shone round about them. Shone round about is the Greek word peri lampu. Very interesting. The word peri means around. The word lampu is really the word for a lamp that projects a light.
When you put these two words together, it means the entire countryside did not light up. But there was a shaft of light that literally came down directly on these shepherds. It was a beam of light, projection from the heavens upon these shepherds. This reminds me about how Paul was knocked down from his horse. And That's he was true. blinded. That's true. That, that light must have been so strong that he fell off his horse. The people with him heard it. It was a very strong presence of the Lord. Well, in this case, the glory of the Lord was there. A beam of light coming down upon them, a shaft of light. And the Bible says they were sore afraid. You know what the Greek says? The Greek says they feared a great fear. That's literally a Greek translation. They were seized with a terrible fear. Of course, they'd never seen anything like this. First of all, an angel appeared to them. A shaft of light is now coming down on them, not on the whole countryside, but it is isolating them in the countryside. They're in a beam of light. And the Bible says they feared a great fear. They were sore afraid. Then when you come to Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, the Bible says, the angel said to them, fear not. The Greek has a prohibition. It's a negative. It literally means stop fearing. When God's presence comes, it never comes to bring fear. These men were fearing because they had never encountered the presence of God like this before. So the angel said, stop fearing. It is a prohibition to stop the process of fear. It literally means stop fearing and stop fearing right now. And then the angel says, for behold, this word behold, the Greek word edu, carries the idea of bewilderment, shock, amazement, wonder, which means the angel himself is thrilled with what he is about to say. He's astonished at the words that are about to leave his own mouth. For behold, a better translation would be, wow, this is amazing what I'm about to tell you. And then he says, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Good tidings in Greek literally means the best news anybody has ever heard. The birth of Jesus is the best news anyone had ever heard. He says, great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David. Notice these three words, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Savior, Christ the Lord. I grew up hearing this verse as a child. And I remember thinking how sweet it was. And I loved to say it. We said it when I was in sunbeams in Sunday school. And when I was a child, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Oh, we just loved that phrase. Never really thought about what it meant. The word Savior is the Greek word soter. And the word soter describes a deliverer, a savior, a healer, a preserver. The primary emphasis would be the word deliverer. Christ was manifested to deliver us from Satan's domain. He was the deliverer. He was the deliverer. He was the savior. He was the healer. He was the preserver. A deliverer had been born into the earth to deliver us from Satan's captivity. Then the angel says, which is Christ, the word Christ, the Greek word Christos, translated Christ, the anointed one. It is the Greek equivalent to the word Messiah, but the emphasis of Christos is always the anointed one. Jesus is the anointed one. And then he says, which is the Lord. This word Lord is the Greek word kurios. And in Greek here it is capitalized, which means not just Lord, absolute Lord above all. There's no higher power, no higher authority than Jesus. Even in his birth, he was Lord of all. Wow. Then when you come to verse 12, the angel continues to say, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe 
wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. The angel says this will be a sign, the Greek word simeon. This word simeon described a sign that would alert a viewer that what he was seeing was authentic or was correct. But the angel says this will be a sign unto you. In Greek, it is the word human, which means especially to you. Now remember, the angel was speaking to shepherds. So he says, I'm going to give a sign, especially human, the Greek says, to you. It may not be a sign to anybody else, but it's going to be a sign to you. And I think this is important because God knows how to speak to every one of us. God speaks to me in words and symbols and terms that I understand. I really understand them. God says things to Denise that really means something to Denise. Now, when she shares them with me, they might not mean anything to me, but they mean something to Denise. God knows every one of us. God knows exactly what terms, what language to use when speaking to every one of us. What language does God use when he speaks to you? But when he spoke to the shepherds, he says, hey guys, I'm going to give you especially a sign. This will be a sign human unto you especially. And here's the sign. You shall find the babe. The word find, the Greek word heurisko. This word heurisko usually points to a discovery made due to an investigation. That's important because finding this baby was going to take a little effort because there were a lot of caves around Bethlehem and Jesus had been born in one of them. They were going to have to search. And you know what else is interesting? The word find is where we get the word eureka. When they finally found it, it was going to be a euphoric moment in their life, a real eureka. And eureka, you will find the babe. This is even important. The word babe is a Greek word, brephos, which describes a newborn babe, probably a babe born within hours. So Jesus had just been born, and you will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes, and here's the sign for the shepherds. What in the world are swaddling clothes? I grew up saying this all the time. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Never even stop to think what were swaddling clothes. Swaddling clothes is a very specific term used to describe the bandages or strips of material used for wrapping the little legs of newborn lambs. So when the shepherds are going to find him, they're going to find him and he's going to look like a little lamb. Well, that's a sign for shepherds because it is their job to protect who? Lambs. Lambs. They're watching over sacrificial lambs. And the angel says, hey, guys, you're taking care of lambs all the time. But when you see the Son of God, when you see the Savior, the Anointed One, the Lord of all, you'll know him because he will look like a little lamb, just like the little lambs you take care of. But hey, by the way, you've been watching the wrong lambs. The real lamb of God was just born hours ago in the city of David. Wow. And that will be a sign to you. You'll find him and he'll look like a little lamb. That's amazing. Then it look is. at verse 13. And suddenly, wow, suddenly. The Greek says unexpectedly, suddenly. Taking them off guard and by surprise, now something else happened. Suddenly there was with the angel, up until this time, it's just been one angel speaking to them, and suddenly there was with that angel a multitude of the heavenly host. That is amazing to me. I think that and suddenly one angel appeared, and now suddenly a host of angels have appeared. And what does that mean, a host? A multitude. Let's see. It says a multitude from the Greek word plethos, which means something massive. It describes a huge crowd, something large in number, a multitude of the heavenly host. Does that just mean angels? 
No, it does not. The word host is a Greek word, stratia, which is the very word to describe an organization of a massive group of soldiers. All of heaven's army showed up. This was not just angels. This was a heavenly army. Why did a heavenly army come to the birth of Jesus? And I can give you the answer. The answer is found in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, a marvelous verse where Paul is writing about the incarnation. And he says, great is the mystery of godliness. God appeared in the flesh, and then he adds, and was seen of angels. Angels had never looked into the face of God. Wow. They had never looked into the face of God. And when Jesus was born, it was the first time angels could look into the face of God. And they all showed up because they wanted to look into the face of God in Jesus Christ. But there's something else. The commander had been born. Their Lord had been born. The Christ, the deliverer, the commander of the heavenly troops had come on his assignment. And suddenly... There was with that one angel, all of the heavenly armies showed up to salute the commander as he has begun his assignment on the earth. Is that just powerful? It is very powerful. Amazing. amazing. And it tells us in chapter 2, verse 14, they said, glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You know what? The Greek really doesn't say that. The Greek says, on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. That's really very different than what the King James Version says. And on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. Chapter, verse 15. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. Verse 16. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Verse 17. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the same which was told them concerning this child. Verse 18. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Joel, we have seen a lot today, and we are out of time. Wow, we have seen a lot. I can hardly wait to get back for tomorrow, but we'll be back in just a moment, and we're going to pray for you. Everyone thinks they know the Christmas story, but what you don't know are the fascinating details that only God could have orchestrated. In Rick Renner's 15-part series, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the shocking and surprising events that occurred at the time of Jesus' birth. In this series, you'll discover the amazing details that are often overlooked, topics like exactly who Joseph was and why it mattered, what was the star that guided the wise men, and the significance of the gifts the wise men brought to the Christ child. Available in digital or physical format starting at just $24. You'll have a deeper understanding of the meaning and importance of Christmas, the rest of the story. When you call or go online today, you can also get sparkling gems from the Greek volumes 1 and 2. So many Christians live their entire lives skimming the surface of the Word of God. Most never discover the profound truth treasures that lie deep within the text. In Sparkling Gems from the Greek, Rick unlocks the brilliant treasures within God's Word and shows you how to live an intimate, uncompromising life with God. In an easy-to-read devotional format, each volume of Sparkling Gems explores more than 1,000 in-depth Greek word studies, revealing the profound wisdom and counsel from the Bible. Get one or both of these valuable resources today. Sparkling Gems 1 for just $40 and Sparkling Gems 2 for only $45. 
Don't miss this special offer, Christmas, the rest of the story, and the companion book, Sparkling Gems 1 and 2. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Hey, friend, this is Rick Renner, and I want to just take a moment to say thank you for being a partner with our ministry. I am so grateful to you. I mean that from the depths of my heart because of what you do, what you do every month. You enable us to take this teaching of the Bible to people that are crying out for it. I realize you may live in a city where it seems like there's a church on every corner, but the rest of the world is not like that. And people are really praying for somebody to bring them answers from the Bible. And when you send your gifts to this ministry, it's like you put fuel in the tank so that we can take the teaching to those who really need it. And I want to read to you from the Great Commission, a promise that Jesus makes just to you. It's made to you. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28. Verse 19, go ye therefore and teach all nations. You say, well, I'm not really going. Yes, you are. You may not physically be going, but with your gifts, you're enabling the gospel to go to the ends of the earth. There are those who go, and there are those who help others to go. That's your part. Right from the privacy of your home, without ever leaving your divan, you're affecting somebody else somewhere else in the world. And to you, Jesus makes a promise. Listen to this in verse 20. Jesus says, if you teach them to observe whatsoever things I have commanded you, lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. And the word lo is Jesus' own exclamation. It is the Greek word edu, which means wow, wow, wow. Jesus says, wow, will I ever be with you? It's a conditional promise if you go or if you enable others to take the message. Jesus says, because of what you have done, you can expect my power to show up in your life. Jesus says, lo, or the Greek would be better translated, wow, 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 will I ever be with you? You can lay hold of that promise, dear friend. If you're a giver to the work of God, if you're a giver, who causes the message of the Bible to go to the ends of the earth so that others can be taught as Jesus commanded us. Lay hold of that verse because Jesus promises his supernatural power to work in your life because you're involved in taking the message to the ends of the earth. So partner, thank you for doing your part and expect the power of God to operate in your life. But thank you from me, thank you from Denise, thank you from our team. We're doing what we do because you do what you do, and together, we're partners to make a difference. We've had such a good time studying today about the rest of the story about Christmas. I want to encourage you to order your copy of this series called Christmas, The Rest of the Story. It's 15 parts. It is so loaded with information that will thrill your heart about the birth of Jesus, and it comes with a study guide that has more than a hundred pages. This is just dynamite. We're also offering you my books, Sparkling Gems number one, Sparkling Gems number two, these devotionals, which will really make a difference in your spiritual life. And for those who become partners, we're offering you my book called Life in the Combat Zone and the Gift of Forgiveness for anybody who initiates a financial partnership relationship with our ministry. Just call us or go online to become a partner with our ministry. But I want to pray for you. Joel, let's pray.
Father, we thank you that today we could be with our TV family as we have studied Christmas, the rest of the story. Be with us tomorrow as we dig deeper. We thank you for this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with me and Joel today. And I want to remind you of Ecclesiastes 8.4. Never forget it. It says, where the word of a king is, there is power. God's word is always the final word. We'll see you in the next program. Thank you for joining Rick Renner today. For more information about Rick Renner Ministries and product resources, visit renner.org and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.